0: It's getting
1: hot out here. Oh, that's all I said. Oh, like, like trying oh, to make this money
2: yeah. for the he's really pe- feeling now, man.
1: He's yeah, like, that He trip. doesn't understand the sequence that's happening. He's like, Oh, like, he's just exploding. Yeah. can't understand it.
3: It's
2: Yeah,
0: There's some good stuff for the front of the podcast for you there. Cause...
3: Oh, so you oh, know you.
1: duck.
0: Hold oh, out there for yeah. a pair, man. This <laughs> is no different. I'm gonna be booker
3: T for Halloween next
0: year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, you got me. You got me. You got me, Greg. You fulfilled the, the laughter quarter for the evening. All right. Um final count. Three, <clears throat> two What's up, guys? Our Wrestling Podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Just the Total Package, Craig the British Bulldog, and Uncle Cuz bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Today's topic ahead of their time, part two. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts, or watch our videos on YouTube at our wrestling channel. On social media, can you give us a follow on Instagram at OWP2019 or on facebook at our no. wrestling <laughs> podcast
3: <laughs> 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 uh, i got through it i got crack through it before in, spi-
0: in spite of your dipshit stuff i got through it so you're welcome
1: um <laughs> jess we did this one other time who
0: did oh, we talk huh? about that was ahead of their we time did not.
1: uh we are gonna do ahead of their time too which is one of my favorite topics actually because there's a lot of wrestlers you can look back and go man if they would have just came along five ten years later they would fit in perfect, but they were sort of ahead of their time. So the first one that we did, we did uh, kind of some of the obvious ones. We did Whale and Mercy uh, yep. the character. Because you can do characters. You don't have to be a wrestler because obviously Dan Spivey wrestled as just Dan Spivey for a long time. And I think there, a lot of stuff he did in Japan was ahead of his time, too. But uh, the character Whale and Mercy was way ahead of its time. So ahead of its time that uh, even when Bray Wyatt did a similar character, I think that was still kind of ahead of its time. Because I don't think yeah. really people fully okay. realized it. Um so we had that one. We had Goldust, who was really ahead of his time. Um, yeah. People were not ready for it. And then when everybody was ready for it in the Attitude Era, people were like, that's tame. Like, it's really weird what happened with Goldust. But he's he's a legend. You know what I mean? Goldust is a legendary character, but he was way ahead of his time um, when he first, first came out. People did not know what to do. Uh, Bad News Brown, uh, we talked about being ahead of his time. And obviously, Superstar Billy Graham was way ahead of his time. Ventura, Hogan, uh, Scott Snyder, All they're after for Superstar. Yeah. Triple main man. So... Uh, yeah, it could be it could be an entire wrestler's like you know body of work, or it could be a particular character that they, that they played. But I want to freeform this one. Uh, no notes here, no cheating here. Um, just uh, uh, we'll go around the room and uh, let's see. Um, I'll start. I, I might uh, piss you guys off because someone had to have chosen this. Um, we've talked about this guy before. And, not on the uh, ahead of his time, but we did a uh, uh, trendsetter on him. Don't uh, I think and, I know is? Don't do it. Who is it? I don't want to do. I don't want to do it now. Uh, the loose cannon gimmick. Oh, oh, okay. That's a good one. Brian right Pillman's uh, loose cannon gimmick was so well, ahead of his time. It's on the list. That, uh, it's on the list.
0: It wasn't who I chose, but I thought about that one. Just yes, that's a great. It one.
1: was. I mean, it, the attitude era was right around the corner, and Brian <sighs> Pillman was just onto yeah. something. The stuff he did, the way he tricked Eric Bischoff into letting him go and releasing him. And then he ended up on ECW television, which if you haven't seen his ECW debut, that shit is you, even as a fan that, you know, wrestling's, you know, predetermined and all this stuff. And even in ECW land, you were uncomfortable when Brian Pillman was in there. It was crazy. You're in this renegade promotion that the crazy stuff happens all the time. But when I saw Brian Pillman, like you didn't know because people were blown like, no, he was working for WCW. No, that's not, this is not possible. And then like, when he comes there, he's just like saying WWF's name or whatever. Then he gets hired by WWF and kind of like, unfortunately he got to that accident in the Humvee yeah. where he shattered his ankle. Um right. And so Vince didn't really get to flush that out. So when he finally did start doing the loose cannon stuff in WWF, he got teamed up with Austin, which was really cool. The controversial gun segment, you know, there's so many different, <laughs> things. Austin, fl- Austin uh, flushed his head down the toilet, like in one of the segments or whatever, like there was just like really, and then they put him with like the gold dust and Marlena thing, where if he beat, you know, if he lost a gold dust, he wore a dress and all that stuff. Like that was a little silly towards the end, unfortunately, but the loose cannon gimmick that he came up with in WCW and he convinced somehow convinced Eric Bischoff, you should really release me because then all the dirt sheets will report that I'm released. And he, and released him and he's like yeah i'm gonna go to UCW, and i'm gonna go to wf like it, it's just so amazing like the way it just all kind of happened his gimmick from WCW, that famous scene where i don't know if it was a nitro or a pay-per-view where he gets on the outside of the ring and he's fucking with the announcers because he's getting he was either getting attacked by somebody or running from someone or came down with the horseman because he was part of the horseman when he was a loose cannon and uh, he grabbed Bobby Heenan, who just had neck surgery. And Bobby Heenan's like, get the fuck off me or something yeah. like that. They bleeped him out. And he's like, I have lawyers or whatever. Because he's like, I just didn't want anybody touching me. I had neck surgery. And I didn't know that he was going to come on the outside. And he grabbed Bobby Heenan by the shoulders like, and scared the shit out of him. Like, And Bobby Heenan's like, get the fuck. Don't you fucking touch me or something like that. He yeah. like. tumbles
2: on the outside, almost in our lap here. And Eddie. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait. He's... no, He's what are you doing easy we're we'll we've got problems here
0: yeah,
1: Pillman is yeah just... so I say I say Brian Pillman as a whole but the loose cannon gimmick is my offering it was way ahead of its time I don't think anybody appreciates it now you look back you're like well of course like yes you should do that cannon. like
3: what was the story about how he tried to like introduce himself to Vince you remember that like oh yes he, like, I do JR something. or something and he like It was something that there was somewhere in like some event or something. He like, no, it was a
1: press con. It was the press conference to announce that they signed him. So they did this weird press conference to try to make him a big deal or whatever. And yeah, he was all off the wall and Vince didn't even know what he was doing and all that stuff. And like, Vince was just like, dude, this guy, what do we do? Yeah. Why did you tell me to hire this guy? JR? Like, and he's just like, it's okay. (laughs) He's
4: Uh, a character. He's he's, uh, he's obviously a character. (laughs) Cincinnati Bengal. Uh,
1: I forget what Tom Dude, he's college is fine he's just a character it's all oh, fake. Sure. I had to tell Vince like this all is all make believe it's all predetermined he's like, all right
4: <laughs> I didn't know I it's a work Vince is a work we're it's, just we're just oh, okay okay we are okay. working. Thank you I think I have one um think of
0: a guy who could have been Brock lesnar if if he was around ten years later. With his ability and his
1: size. You have uh, the guy on my list. I think I know who you're going to say. I think,
0: I, and, uh, Well, I'll give you the other hint. Um, Big on ECW as well. Um, God damn it, Dave. You already know who it no, is. No, um, I don't
1: know this. So you got Cousins, but not uh, mine. I thought you it's,
0: were going to uh, say it's, it's totally Mike Awesome, isn't it, Cuz? Isn't yeah. Mike Awesome? Yeah, it's Mike Austin. Oh, awesome. good. It's
3: Mike Austin. Awesome. Uh, yeah. That's um, who I thought Jess was going to say, too. <laughs> I thought he was, too. I thought he was going to I Mike
1: considered awesome. him on my list. I didn't end up putting him on there, but I did, like, think about his mean, him. him I and I was like, hmm.
0: But, but think about think about this guy. And I'm sorry, because He's pl- ahead of his pl- time. Pl- please, please, please jump in. You'll have way more details than I ever will, so please jump in. Um, no, nope, of This piss. guy, 6'6", 292 pounds, able to moonsault, able to do super crazy moves off top rubs, off top of cages, stuff that they no one thought anybody that size should ever be doing. And Brock, literally Brock Lesnar was doing it in like 2002. This guy came around in the early 90s, um, started doing all this shit, and nobody – I'm people saw it. We saw it. We saw all the amazing impact and what he was able to do. Unfortunately retired in 2006, but look at that window. Think about that window. Where was Brock in 2006? Like it's wild. And they're kind of – I don't want to say they're the same guy, but they have a lot of the same qualities, a huge size, major athletic ability, yeah. and and just – and by the way, Mike Awesome wasn't great on the mic either. Guess what? Neither was Brock, but Brock had a lot of help. Just imagine if he was in a different place and pushed about five years into the future, what Mike Awesome could have been with all that talent, all that ability, that size being in the right place, because he came over from smaller, um, smaller federations over in Japan, um, did some great things and, and has actually held records of some of the longest reigning champions for some of those divisions there. But it never really made it to the main stage. He was in WWF for like one year and then a one night spot for ECW's um for one night stand, where he technically was part of WWE for like one day, um and then he retired in two thousand six. And unfortunately, he he killed himself a few years later at the age of like forty two. Um,
3: yeah, he was young.
2: Wait, hang on, so Holy, that's that is Mike Awesome. He's the he's the heavyweight champion of ECW. The Sweat. last time we saw him, he had that belt. And what's he doing here? Doesn't he have some kind of title defense? He's got a lot of nudges walking on this program. Mike Awesome, the ECW World Heavyweight Champion, just wiped out Kevin Nash. What next?
4: And, and I mean, was just he, like... He had his, that 70s guy gimmick, and WCW had a pretty yeah. good run. But yeah, that too. I, oh, yeah, I can't say
1: his other right. one. Well, I'll bleep it out. It was the Fat Chick Thriller. Yeah. Was another nickname that he had in WCW. That's, that's right.
3: Uh, I forgot about that. But
1: uh, no, also, you know, that's a He's great. The, what a great offering. Uh, but I think it was the industry because I, it was either Kevin they Nash or the Undertaker. Him, right? It might have been Kevin Nash that said something. He did a sunset flip. He did it. Like someone didn't sunset flip He did as a seven footer. And I think when he went to the back, Undertaker was like, What what are you doing? And he's like, what? He's like, I want to show people I'm athletic. And he's like, D- you're a big man. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. And like, which is crazy because Undertaker later would be like, I want to work. I want to work. Like you know, but I, I I might be messing that story up. But like, so that was the industry. So a big guy like right. Mike Awesome, unless you're going to ECW, which let's face it, we we think back fondly on ECW as we should because there's so many bright spots and stars. There but is. like they, you know, if you're looking at a whole pie, you know, you can divide half of it for WWE or 48% for uh WWF and then 48% for WCW. I'm being generous when ECW had 2% of the pie, but the impact that they had was great later. Like, so like when Mike Awesome went there, everybody was like, eh fuck who cares? Big six foot six guy doing that. You're wasting all your shit. Nowadays, you know, you have Lesnar That's, doing amazing yeah. things. You have, mm-hmm. you know, Keith Lee, we were talking about, uh, uh, you know, you have a uh, Samoa Joe, even like you know, like the, all these big guys doing major athletic stuff. You know, like but yeah, Mike Awesome was around at the time. I think when the industry was like, you don't do that as a
4: big guy. Who's Especially the Japanese WWE? wrestler? He had battles with an ECW that just killed um, each other.
3: Masato Tanaka.
1: My
4: God, so ridiculous! But I he, love their match. He
3: he loved uh, when he would always go to Japan. He would always watch uh, tapes on uh, Bestia Six Six Six. And that that's what inspired him to be like take take. That is that Luchador a federation style. or a wrestler? No, the wrestler. Legit, legit question. Luchador. Okay. Yeah, so he was inspired by the Lucha Libre, basically. Like that, he wanted to be high flying like that too. He, so he was a fan wow. of that guy, and uh, yeah. Right.
2: I'll, um, what's your, um, I'll, which, I'll let cousin
4: oh, think uh, of another one. Um, and it's a segue because we just heard his name too, but and it's very similar to Mike Awesome in his style. But Bam Bam Big- Bigelow God is a guy for me. So, oh, that's that, a, good one. That one that's a good one too. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That's like you want to talk about a perfect
1: package. Like of a We guy. have a hidden camera in your room right behind you. Don't write anything down. Don't write anything
2: down.
1: Damn it!
4: But like from a tattooed head, um, former bodyguard, but like he could move um, like anybody. He can move like a luchador, like the cartwheels. Um, he grew up, and unfortunately, he grew up in the in the realm of Hogan, so he was never going to be that guy. And he was always kind of on that never, Jake never Roberts mid title, right? I mean, really, mid mid level um, main event at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah he, he was trusted with Lawrence Taylor to like yeah. get this guy, and he I blew mean, up.
0: Bam Bam was a really good hand, Craig, and, and a big dude. And um, I did his cartwheels on the WWF game all the time. Um, <laughs> uh, it was the best. Uh, but he was doing cartwheels. He and then he even um amped his stuff up when he saw Vader doing moonsaults. He couldn't quite do him like Vader, but he got close. He was kinda he went to the side a little bit. But he yeah. was doing some major moves in there. And but, I, but like I said, in the WWF, I don't think he won any major title whatsoever. But oh, I and so I trusted tell, to be in the main event all the time. Go ahead. Chris,
1: go back and watch Survivor Series in 87. I mean, his ovation was louder than Hogan's, like whenever he would get in there. And like they were. They loved him like in that promotion and they end up going with Randy Savage. And I think I think his his attitude is immaturity. I think, at I think the that time worked
4: out. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think he passed the loyalty code with Vince. Like he was just kind of like and then when he
1: came back in the mid 90s, yeah. he main evented with Lawrence Taylor. He was part of the million dollar corporation. They tried to face run with him. It just again, it failed. He didn't he didn't click with the click in the he, back
0: of catchment. Well, and he and missed so, the, yeah. he missed the window. When he was way over, he was more concerned about the check, which I understand. I know what
1: Cuz is going to say because we all know where he went. We're like, there he is! Like he went to a certain promotion. (laughs) Yeah, he went to ECW, and him and Taz. Oh my god, dude! Like him and RVD. Oh my god! Like those two. Like he just fit in. And but don't don't don't
0: forget, he has some sense to Japan, and all great wrestlers. Oh (laughs)
1: yeah, all the great wrestlers, and he tagged him with Vader in Japan, and like Mm. they was they were awesome. Like uh, Bam Bam Bigelow is was way ahead of his time, man. He like, could have uh, been,
4: like if they just would have.
2: Um, I, I feel like I've said this many times, but that the next night after I beat Bam Bam, I was wrestling Mikey Whipwreck at the Queens Elks Lodge, and I had this idea. Cause I was always trying to outdo myself. I want to crotch Mikey on the guardrail, but come across the whole walkway, the entranceway, and springboard off the other guardrail and clear the whole entranceway and kick him you know what you know what do you think paul you think you know think that'd be he goes it doesn't matter what you do these people are gonna love you and i really like i didn't i was like whatever weirdo like, <laughs> i had no idea what he what he was getting at but total different energy immediately from the crowd uh and it never went back so uh they definitely held me in a higher esteem instantly after that bam bam Bigelow match no question about it and the the, the whole vibration uh of my relationship with the crowd was just like boom on, on a much higher level so um you know that that was great i loved it i loved loved wrestling bam bam
4: I think if he's, he was, I think we've, we we had an episode. Or either, we either did a trendsetters or we talked about him. But if he was better politicking backstage, I believe it was um, trendsetter we did. He didn't. He, did, he, he didn't um, care.
0: To your point, he just didn't care. He's like, if I'm getting paid, I'm good. Put me in the main event. I don't have to win the title. It's fine. I don't need yeah.
4: That. Just, yeah. Just yeah. He was the Eddie yeah. Kingston of the '80s.
3: Pun. Like, <laughs>
4: <laughs> what cause what's uh, uh? Who's who's your guy? Since we,
3: we stole we go, two of st- yours. I'm just gonna go Stardust. Since Goldus, you know, Stardust. You no, know, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I'm talking... To- there's two... There's two I, I'm kind of tossing around. Um I guess, I guess I'll go with the Mankind, the character Mankind. Yeah. Dude, on, on, my, on
0: my list. On my list, 100%. Oh. Just,
3: He's just... Yeah, that kind of character you've never seen before. Well, that kind of character...
0: Well, that kind of character, cuz, but also the kind of character that... I mean, he wasn't the best worker because of his I don't want to say his lack of abilities, but you can tell like he's pretty messed up. He he's, he's beat up because he beats himself yeah. up.
1: I would challenge that statement because I know what you mean. I don't he does I think he wasn't it. a good wrestler because of his physical set but he was a great worker. Yes he had 100%. psychology. hundred percent. He had psychology and he knew what he wanted to do. Yeah. yeah.
0: If I if I said worker, I apologize because he's one of the best workers in the business. He's is the technical wrestling wasn't really his forte, right? Yeah. But he knew where he knew where the spots were. He knew how to tell a story, and whoo man, yeah, uh, just amazing. So much so because um, you got to talk about
3: that WCW
0: spot wherever he
3: changes. the channel. I mean, that's pretty. I love that when he beats and that and that's the thing. That's when he's at at that point. He's Mister Sacco, mankind. He's the um, yeah, yeah. He's the character. He's the character. A, you know, it's of an mankind, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a hybrid. But the right,
1: original, and, and he had he was one of the only wrestlers to have exit music too. Yes. He had his yeah. His intro music, and then when he would beat somebody, like it would be that somber piano playing or whatever. Yeah. He'd rock back and forth, like in a weird way. It was almost like what Cactus should have been, because there was no directors direction for Cactus, because it was right. He was in and out of WCW. He was all on, on indies in Japan as Cactus, but when he went to WWF, Vince, you know, of course, wants to. Well, I name. think I think I think and, that's where yeah.
0: the where the ahead of its time comes in is the Cactus portion of it is where it comes into like that's where it's really ahead of its
1: time. And then that early mankind, Cuz is right. Like you didn't. They had to liven him up, I guess, for him to thrive in that company. Mm -hmm. But it was a very, like, amazingly dark. His match against Shawn Michaels at Mind Games, like, was amazing. And, you know, his feud, he was one of the only guys that The Undertaker's, like, let him beat me, you know, basically. Like, and he came in there, got the best of The Undertaker's character, you know, like, when he first came in there. And not a lot of people did got a chance to beat The Undertaker, like, on pay-per-views. I so I'll start round two here because I don't want this. There's one two in.
0: rounds? Oh man. When
1: when David <laughs> when David said uh it's kind of like Brock Lesnar, I thought he was gonna go this way. Uh but my second offering go. is uh Ken Shamrock.
2: That's uh, what I thought he was going too. Like
1: he was way ahead of his time. Like I, I mean so much, in fact, that like I don't I think that he fizzed out because he didn't he didn't mesh in the attitude era once the attitude Era got rolling. And uh but like his first character was like this real like lesnar is now this real scary he could beat your ass like you better be careful because he's a real fighter and like it was just he brought that aura when he beat vader up in that match and all that stuff like they were really onto something and like even just the odd choice of having him as like the special guest referee and uh, uh austin and, and brett austin, yeah he fit perfect and it was weird and like and then after that like yeah, the kind of, and I thought he, his feud with The Rock is so underrated, and nobody talks about how good it was. Uh, he had a world title match with Shawn Michaels at, at In Your House: Degeneration X at the end of '97. Like, so he was to me like he was the original Lesnar in the sense he just wasn't as big as Lesnar, but like you, and even play punch himself in the face when he got up on the stairs, and yeah, I always thought he was way ahead of his time. And Can then when that... the Attitude Era started, that was really over the top with characters, you know. Like, and I don't think Shamrock had any charisma. And I think that like that that gimmick just died quickly, and I think that's why he didn't really like last. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's part of the corporate ministry, I think, for a while and stuff like that. But I mean, yeah. he wasn't like his character got put in the background. But for like that yeah, brief time when he debuted against Vader and in, in '97, he was like that when he snapped against the Bulldog at Summer '97 and he beat the shit out of the refs. Nobody ever seen like somebody just belly to belly referee. Yeah, yeah. Pat, poor Pat Patterson. He's like, oh my goodness, like getting belly to belly like over
2: i been embarrassed to the extent he's resorted Finally, oh And the official's here. The official's trying to calm Sam Rock down.
4: First I thought MMA guy way, to like to do it to make that transition and to be such a natural of like the the MMA like to, he took it to like a duck duck in water like Shamrock he was a pro wrestler before that's the thing is he trained yeah. in pro wrestling before he fought and
1: nobody knew that and so when he went there and they're like you're pretty good he's like I mean I kind of that's yeah. how he kind of started like you know rolling around so yeah that's my second offering for round two is uh Ken Shamrock I think he's grossly ahead well. of his time Craig, did you want to go next? You want me to go,
4: buddy? Um, I'll go. It's a bit of a weird one. Um, (laughs) Not so much as ahead of their time, just like psychology wise, like because there's so many gimmick gimmick wrestlers out there, like cartoonish kind of stuff. But ahead of its time, and then that it was a bit of a long build. But like doint the clown. So I almost
3: went with that too as one of my choices.
4: As as a as a a character, right? Not
0: necessarily. Any one of the any even one of in those. ring,
4: um, I mean, a leg drop from the top rope. So holy shit! I mean, Bobby Eaton, so but like that, that leg drop that Doink did and Doink, uh, Matt Bourne could go. Um, he was, yeah, en- it was amazing. The entire kind of transition of like a, a, a kid's cartoon character, but with a sinister kind of like, and it was a slow, seriously, build. Rem- and like the back music to the, the, the Simpsons.
0: reminds me of Krusty, like he's the crusty. way his face and would what turn. made it
1: so ahead of its time was it was a. Like kind of a backlash at the people that called WWF a circus. Yes, because like Vince took it national and he did bubblegum go- over the top characters and all you that. You want to call like, us a
0: circus? Watch this,
1: pal. And so Doink was like a slap in their face. Like, oh, you want a clown? You think that I have a bunch of clowns here, like in a big top? Yeah. Like, then I'll make an evil clown. And it was ahead of his time. That is probably the evil Doink is probably one of my most favorite like. When WWF he turns characters and
4: his facial expressions when he goes from happy clown to like evil clown. And when he like and in the beginning, it was throwing porn, the bucket right? of confetti and then like yes. water, and then it just like it got he got darker and darker. But then and, yeah. when like, yeah, when he turned on Crush and he beat Crush with
1: the the cast, yes. and he had like batteries were flying out of it, and like he just snapped and like it was like oh man, this this clown devil Yeah, I that uh, WrestleMania nine, you know, I know it's not everybody's favorite WrestleMania, but uh, it's not after he beat Crush when he looked because he had the double doink or whatever. Yeah. I will never forget him going
2: what. Happened?
1: Yeah. It what happened? happened? Right, yeah, we, yeah, oh my God, we used to
4: quote that.
2: Remember what Doink said about double vision? Oh. There's a battery laying in the ring. It was inside that, that prosthesis or whatever it is. What a great illusion! A, an gonna, illusion? What are you talking about? not an about? illusion. I'm going to state a shock right now. There are two Doinks. You know, David Copperfield is responsible for this. He taught whole evolution. Revolution. I believe it. Good. That's not magic. But, That's whoa. cheating. Exactly right. No, magic. It's cheating. Yeah, what
4: happened? I mean, what? there's plenty of years after that. Like doink went downhill fast and multiple doinks and uh, and dink and, and then other people and the characters in the indies. But the original conception of doink in those first couple of years, like... Or, evil, or, yeah. or whatever Man. it was, yeah, was Matt Born. It stuff. was a it was a beautiful ahead of its time gimmick, and it, as far I, as psychology and long, that's probably long one of the life. better
1: offerings. I want to say like that. That's doink was good. really ahead yeah. of his time for sure. That character. Yep. Um, Agreed.
4: All right.
3: Good job.
0: Great. I'm gonna. Mm, I, I don't like talking about this one sometimes because I get depressed. Um, and
1: No. <clears throat> <laughs> No I thought I did
0: that uh, silently, uh, by but the way. But you're but you're close.
1: <laughs> it's
0: Owen. It's, uh, Owen. Uh, it's got it's always uh, Owen, man. I mean come on. I, I mean them. when you when you think about I, I there's so much about the persona that is Owen Hart that the gimmicks, the multiple gimmicks, the, the ability of in ring work, the technical ability. I would argue he might have been better than Brett from time to time because Brett didn't put any aerial arsenal into his stuff at all. Like it was very much Brett stayed to the second rope if you were lucky that you, you would see that. And it was, if anything, it, it was just an elbow back down from the second rope. Owen went high flying when high flying was a naughty thing, uh, working with high energy and Coco Beware, re- revitalizing Coco's career. Um, bringing in um, titles where they probably shouldn't have existed because of how charismatic he, as he was. And also a, a, a person that could bring a locker room together, which is very rare. You know, he would, he would, and if he was, I think that's what anyway, makes him anyway. ahead of his yeah, time
1: was like, just yeah, right around exactly. the corner was the, the, the big promotion that he wanted to be a part of, like that he would be like, Oh my, like just all these people, like he kind of had to play the game, you know, in the nineties and stuff like that. I mean, he's right. like, he had Brett to feud with, but like, yeah. he was around Davy Boy and Anvil and all that stuff. But, I mean, like, it was probably, like, he was probably limited. And then when the, the Attitude Era was about smut and, you know, all that stuff and choppy, choppy, pee-pee, and he was uncomfortable. And then, like, right 2002 and 3 and 4, he would, it would have been like, oh, my God. Like, I've I have a Jericho. I have an yeah. Angle. I have a... Guerrero I've been I have off. you know like oh my goodness like it's just he would oh my goodness like Pat Patterson yeah yeah oh my it would, it
4: would,
3: it would have been great for sure he, and he he, be, he'd be a coach in NXT probably
4: he would have just broken through that like and if he would have tapped into like ultimate evil of Owen and yes. just something he where he he the only the only downside of Owen was he wasn't great on the mic and he always kind of had a blank kind of face, but you'd, you'd feel that with some more experience, he would have pushed through that. Like he, he actually had the ability to like, I mean, when he got his he, shot, I think with, when he with, got with it, Brett, I think when Brett left, that was yeah. going to
1: be, he was either going to make or break it. Cause you can't tell me that he wouldn't have feuded with Austin again. Like after Austin won the world it, title, because it was yeah, already yeah. made storyline. Oh man! So like yeah. he would have done it later that year in 98. So like great. he, uh, and, and he didn't and they didn't use him. But like in 99, you can't tell me, that they weren't going to be like we have Owen in our back yeah. pocket. He could feud with Austin at any time, or feud with The Rock, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, and it just didn't happen. The
4: way he would have grown, and he was already, you know, top of his game. But the way he could have grown, he would have grown to like just just that apex level of you could work with anyone, the psychology, and take anyone with him. And his character would have changed. Like, who who knows? But ahead of his time. Like when he got his shot, my God! Like the Bret and Owen. Uh, entire feud and everything he did was fantastic. WrestleMania yeah, ten,
0: so, man, match. Mm-hmm. Uh, he stole the match. One of the he goats. St-
3: One of the goats. Yeah.
1: damn yeah, Well, we'll end it there. Thanks, Dave. Thanks. Piece yeah. of shit. That,
0: that's that's <laughs> what it is. That's what it is. Should never let me finish it up. <laughs> For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts, or watch our videos on YouTube at our wrestling channel on social media. Shit. He sure oh, did. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram at OW 2019 or I, with Love on Facebook I'm and our world. wrestling podcast. I love yeah, you too, I man. Uh, for, you know, the uncles and, you know, the British the brothers. brothers and, and the brothers shit. And the glorious. Uh, this is Dave with the OWP signing off. Have a good one.